the text of the anthem we just heard is a text from Paul's letter to the Philippians. And it is a song which Paul has written into the text. So let's hear those words once again. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, we come this Palm and Passion Sunday longing to celebrate the victory of love. We long, O oh God, to celebrate and wave the branches of the palm tree singing Hosanna. Save us. And yet you also call us not only to march into Jerusalem singing and dancing and waving our palm branches, but also, oh God, you ask us to walk with Jesus through the garden and through the palace and the trial and to Golgotha. You call us, O oh God, this week to sit by the tomb. So help us as we hear your word. Grant that we may be transformed. Grant that we may have the courage to walk with Jesus, singing and dancing into Jerusalem and also, O oh God, to the cross and to the grave. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. There's snow cast, snow in the forecast. Do you know that? They're doing it once again saying it's going to snow, and how many of us actually believe that? But there it is. It's supposed to snow. And we may get a little bit confused this morning because some of our scripture lessons sounded like Christmas. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Glory to God in the highest heaven and glory and peace in the heavens. 
Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors. Angels sing peace when Jesus is born and here at the end of Jesus' life we are singing once again of peace. Blessed is the King. Peace in heaven. We wave palm branches. And I remember as a child waving the palm branches and then in church while some good little children sat and wove their palm fronds into crosses, we sat and poked our brother and sister and made them into swords. Even our palm branches are a sign of the conflict and the contrast of this day. Have the same mind as Christ Jesus, says the Apostle Paul. And we have to wonder what Jesus had in mind when he entered Jerusalem. What was Jesus thinking when he told his disciples to go and get that colt and tell the owners that the Lord needs it? Those who followed Jesus thought that he really was coming to take over Jerusalem, that he was coming with his power of healing, that he was the son of David, the true Messiah. They looked for him to gain the throne in Jerusalem and throw out the Romans. This was the expectation of the Messiah and what they were doing. Son of David, Prince of Peace, Christ the King. What was Jesus thinking? For while his little parade was going on on the other side of Jerusalem, Caesar was marching into town with his horses, the war horses and the army, the legions of Roman soldiers in complete battle dress with their spears and swords marching into Jerusalem to keep the peace because it was Passover. And Passover is a celebration of freedom from oppression, freedom from slavery, the freedom that God brought to the children of Israel as they escaped Pharaoh into the Promised Land. So all of these aspirations for freedom are there in the air. And Caesar is there to stop exactly what Jesus is doing. Riding into Jerusalem, rallying the crowds for an alternative king. A different way of thinking. For his band comes with their coats, no armor, and they take off the coats. And no horses but a donkey, and no swords but these palm branches. And what was Jesus thinking when immediately after this he went into the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers, completely throwing the temple's monetary system into disarray, or the next days when he angered the Pharisees so much with his teaching 
that they plotted to kill him and would before the end of the week. Today we shout Hosanna. But in just a few days, our crowd will cry, crucify him. What in heaven's name was God thinking? There's a man who died this past week who I think his life demonstrates some of what God was thinking and some of what it means to have the same mind as Jesus Christ. Gordon Cosby came with his wife Mary some 65 years ago riding into Washington, D.C. to conquer the city for peace and justice, to bring in the kingdom of God and God's love. Gordon really believed that God called us disciples to transform cities, and he really believed that we could conquer violence and hunger and poverty. And he started the Church of the Savior and created it as a gift, a sacrificial gift to the world. It feels strange to call this man Gordon, although he was a Baptist minister, a pastor, a reverend, he would not take those titles. He did not want any advantage, not of being ordained or of being a man or of being white. Church of the Savior was integrated in the 50s. Church leaders over the decades have made pilgrimage to Church of the Savior to see this man and to hear him preach. When I was just a newly minted pastor, I was on one of those pilgrimages. And I came thinking that I was going to hear a rousing sermon. And there were going to be beautiful stained glass windows and a choir that was going to move my soul. And there instead was this disheveled older man in a wrinkled suit jacket standing there in this bare church holding on to nothing but a wooden lectern preaching the bare gospel. I didn't get it. I was looking for Caesar when there in front of me was Jesus. Gordon Cosby was humble. He had the simple commitment to the mind of Christ, emptying himself in service to the poor and homeless. He emptied himself so much that Jesus had tremendous room to fill him and transform and work through him. And out of his ministry flowed so many ministries, and you can name some of them. Who in this room can name some of the ministries that have come out of Church of the Savior? Jubilee Jobs, which we support. Another one. Dayspring Retreat Center. Another one. Christ House, Potter's House, Jubilee Housing, 
Jubilee Jumpstart for kids, Academy of Hope, a literacy program for adults and GED training, Sarah's House, Savannah Circle, so many ministries to help the poor and the homeless and the children, the illiterate, the hungry, those hungry for hope and a different ethic, as well as hungry for food. Church of the Savior transformed thousands and continues to transform thousands upon thousands of lives. Christ House is basically a hospital for the homeless, and it's where Gordon chose to live the last months of his life. It's where he chose to die. And there's this beautiful line, beautiful words that he said to one of his friends, He said, I'm enjoying this process of dying. I'm enjoying letting go. He knew God's peace. Looking back on that parade in Jerusalem, people like the Apostle Paul would see that Jesus was thinking about peace. And he was teaching about peace, a peace not won by power and might, not the peace of keeping the peace by fear or violence, but of raising up out of joy, out of the lame dancing and the blind seeing and the hungry eating and the dying living. Jesus was speaking and teaching about humility of letting go of one's advantage and serving the other. Jesus was teaching about obedience to no one other than the God of love. Two thousand years later, as we see President Obama and President Netanyahu Walking in the streets of Jerusalem, we know that those stones are still crying out for peace. And we pray for that city, we pray for that nation, we pray for Jerusalem and the people of Israel and the people of Palestine, and we pray that those young people whom President Obama addressed may truly rise up for peace that they may let go of fears and the self-protection long enough for peace to break through. This past week we saw the 10-year anniversary of the beginning of the Iraq War. And we know that there were evil things that were stopped by that war, and yet The bombing continues, and peace is elusive, and we pray for efforts for peace. Even today, the United States is fighting some kind of terrorists in seven different Islamic nations, but the violence persists. 
And we keep finding ways to peace. In the past months, we have become aware of the violence in our own nation as 30,000 people die each year in gun violence. And while gun violence is down in the district, it is still more than three times the national average. Our mission committee invites us today to write a postcard to help stop gun violence. After the service, you can go down to Chadsey Hall and find these postcards, and they're going to send them to this most notorious gun shop that's just in Maryland on the border of the district, Rialco Guns, that sells guns that end up in more violent crimes and homicides than all the other gun stores in Maryland and probably Virginia combined. They want to inundate this store with this postcard campaign. And it sounds a little bit silly and maybe even a little bit crazy to think that we can defeat guns with postcards. But we have been taught to think differently. We have been called to have the same mind as Christ Jesus. We have been called to march in Jesus' parade. And instead of grasping for power, we are called to find the power grasping the hands of the powerless. At the first service, I stopped to repeat this line because it is so wonderful that a hundred years from now, people are going to be quoting the Reverend Molly Blythe Tykert just for this line. So we should repeat it at this service, too. Instead of grasping for power, we are to find the power in grasping the hands of the powerless. It's brilliant. Instead of taking up swords, we are to take up the palm branches. What in heaven's name was God thinking when God sent Jesus down that road to Jerusalem on that donkey? God was thinking about us, and God was hoping that we would get it. That we would get the giving of ourselves, the pouring out ourselves in service to love, in dying to our false needs for control and safety and success, that we would finally get that these are the things that bring for peace. and open us to new and everlasting life. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to all. Amen.